Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EVN Disrupt podcast. My name is Nujat Saturyan, and I'm the editor of the tech section here at EVN Report. My guest this week is Gilbert Bolosian, the founder and head of ReArmenia. ReArmenia is a collaboration platform that enables projects in Armenia to find experts from the global Armenian network to advise and assist with their implementation, as well as conduct fundraising. Thank you for listening. Gilbert, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me here. So we're recording this in mid-October. Uh, most recent events happened about a month ago now. Artsakh was completely ethnically cleansed of its Armenian population. I'm glad to have you here to t- speak about the subject specifically because one, your initiative, Re-Armenia, was started after the war with the intention and the mission of serving as a platform where Armenians and, and non-Armenians from around the world can collaborate on projects that are meaningful to Armenia's development, specifically in, in Armenia. And also, you were living in Artsakh. Uh, you moved to Artsakh at some point in 2022, if I remember correctly. Yes, last year. You weren't there during the, the blockade. You had come to Yerevan. I remember seeing you uh, a few weeks after it started. Tell me a little bit about how your thinking has changed, if it's changed at all, after all of these events. Um with your overall mission and what do you think um, people like yourself, people who are quote-unquote doers, um, how they need to think about this moving forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. It was really sophisticated question. (laughs) So let's go (laughs) uh, step by step. So the first thing, Najdejana, I wanted to say that um, overall our mission stays the same. And um, basically every day we're coming closer and closer uh, to the understanding how important is this mission. Actually, uh, just to uh, recap, I mean, right after the 44-day war, um, once more we understood that uh, our unity has no uh, alternative, actually. And, I mean, you know, so the first threat for our enemies is our unity. So the fir- because of that, the first target of our enemies is our unity. And the first step that they're taking, I mean, the first thing that they're doing to us is dividing us. I mean, it's being done in a very different ways. You know that uh, nowadays we are having this, let's say, hybrid wars. And a uh, couple of the most important fields of these wars are like media, uh, psychological war, basically, which we're seeing every day here but the most important thing that we figured out is to come together to basically to win this battle like you know unity versus uh, dividing so this battle suppose i mean we have to win this battle and only after this we can solve any of our problems i don't know if you're speaking of winning the war, technological development, economic development, I don't know, uh, even like a lot of people are speaking about changing the government, I mean, you know, uh, finding our place in this uh, geopolitical changes and everything. So whatever you think of is possible to do. I mean, every problem, I mean, any problem is possible to solve if we are united. So what do you what do you understand when you say unity? Um, yeah, because like, yeah. a, a lot of people speak about it. It's almost like a, a metaphysical. Yes, uh, exactly, so exactly. What exactly is unity? Yeah, that's the most important point. So what we did, <laughs> we were thinking of okay, how we should be united uh, to be able to address these uh, challenges. So we're speaking of effective collaboration 
among Armenians and Armenian entities. Uh, meaning that, I mean, we, we're unity, not like we're uh, gathering together, um, like, you know, in, in the streets, uh, having these camps or blocking the roads or having these parties or conferences, you know, whatever, uh, talking a lot together. All these things might be very good, very pleasant, but we have to de deliver measurable results together. Like effective collaboration is the key of solving any big problem, any big uh, I mean, to meet any big challenge that we're facing huh, nowadays. So uh, this was the reason why we started Rearmenia. In the beginning, this was basically a hypothesis in this uh, century of technologies, uh, especially a lot uh, of us, I mean, many of us are from technological uh, businesses and tech backgrounds. So we were th there was a hypothesis that uh, nowadays uh, using modern technologies, we can solve the problem of bringing Armenians together as it never uh, have been solved or even couldn't basically mm -hmm. been solved. Huh? So right after that, uh, we started these experiments. A lot of like dozens of Armenians uh, from very different fields came together, you know, starting from philanthropists, uh, like uh, people from NGO sector, business people, a lot of different Armenians came together. And in the first, uh, in the very first year, we had uh, the proof of this hypothesis because you know, I mean, only uh, in the first year alone, uh, we uh, had ten thousand Armenians came together on Rearmenia platform. Uh, they have raised more than one million dollars and uh, realized around forty projects, successful projects. Like 20 of those projects were fundraising uh, campaigns for different causes uh, and uh, around 20 were collaboration campaigns because, you know, on our platform, uh, every project which is solving Armenia's or Armenians problem is being presented. I mean, can be presented, let's say like this, because we're organizing this thorough due diligence for every project before presenting them on the platform. And they're uh, finding their necessary resources from all around the world, ma mainly from Armenians. And when we're saying resources, we mean like knowledge, experience, network, funds, and tangible assets. Huh? So part of them were looking for funds who raised this $1 million, but the other part, they were looking for uh, experts, professionals, partners, uh, supporters in different fields. So what I'm trying to say that during, in the f during the first year, we saw that this is working. Today, it's already almost two years that the platform exists, and we already doubled all these numbers, like more than $2 million already raised, uh, more than 80 projects we have already successful. By the way, just to have the understanding of this, uh, about 500 projects applied to Rearmenia during these two years. And after due diligence, around 140 were presented on the platform, 80 were already successful. The others are still running their campaigns, raising funds and looking for uh, partners. Uh, by the way, six projects were unsuccessful. I mean, uh, there were different uh, reasons for them to close or terminate the project. But that's more than ninety percent success. Yes, yeah. yes, that, that's a that's a huge number. Truly saying, huh? And also, you know, I mean, these funds are being raised. Uh, from a lot of people together. Like, for example, we had this Munch Techno School in Artsakh and 600 people together raised $170,000 uh, within two months. Uh, and, and also right now there is a project, Metagate, uh, which is a technological solution for wounded uh, soldiers. Uh, yeah, and 
uh, they're raising around $200,000, uh, out of which 140000 already they have raised. And again, uh, I guess, if I'm not mistaken, more than 1,000 people, like, you know, people and organizations, starting from 500 drums, like, you know, $1, $2, uh, and, uh, you know, students and people uh, from schools are donating, ending up with big companies uh, who are donating several tens of thousands of dollars, basically, huh? like $25,000, for example, from foundation, uh, it was Aurora Foundation, or uh, banks, for example, Evoca Bank, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, Arad Bank, no, it doesn't matter. The names are, by the way, the names means nothing here. The community means everything right. here, you right. know? This is very important part of it. So, eventually, uh, right now, we already can tell that we have this proof of concept of coming together and effectively collaborating together. Huh? And now we want to spread the word about these opportunities, about these tools that we have created and basically tested already, and to bring uh, the rest of Armenian doers uh, on the platform. Mm -hmm. we, we usually say that this is a community of committed doers, mm -hmm. you know? And um, unfortunately... Uh, I mean, we, 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 you know, we are facing these disasters one after the other. Of course, this time, uh, like uh, re-Armenias and re-Armenian communities, uh, uh, response was a lot more effective uh, than before. But again, much uh, smaller results we had rather than we uh, would like to see. Because, you know, I mean, this is like the second year we're still developing and still bringing a lot of people together mm -hmm. and we're, we're gaining this trust i mean you know not not as fast as we wanted to but on the other hand we understand what is the situation in uh, armenian uh, communities overall so so gaining back the trust towards you know uh, systems working in Armenia right. is really a hard task, but we're doing our best for that. Like all these due diligence processes, all these reporting processes. So, so you know, every project which is presented on Re-Armenia, besides uh, going through this thorough due diligence, I mean, we have this trust and safety department where we check there every project's legal and financial aspects. And then we have uh, advisory boards from different fields who are checking every project uh, from, I mean, uh, for, uh, from perspectives of problem solution and team we're seeing if there is a problem like that and if this solution good enough for that problem and if this team is capable to solve this problem so after all this due diligence they're being presented on the platform but after that every month they're presenting at least two reports one is financial report how much money they have raised from where and they where did they spend this money and the second is impact report or you should say uh, progress report so they're presenting videos, photos, uh, articles in media about them. So uh, every donor and every community member can see what was the result uh, for this uh, period of time. Huh? And this helps us to keep the highest level of transparency, which is uh, the backbone of trust, actually. Huh? So anyways, coming to these days, um, again, for example, on Re-Armenia, right after... Uh, the start of uh, displacement process, uh, we have launched uh, the info page where all the initiatives were That's gathered right, yeah. together, like around 
uh, 200 initiatives who are solving very different problems for uh, displaced uh, Armenians from Artsakh. Uh, but also we uh, very quickly reorganized our due diligence process for the projects who are uh, you know addressing problems of displaced Armenians so uh, we usually it was taking around a week this due diligence process if everything is ready with the project because you can see the projects who are passing this due diligence process for like three four months because uh, besides like checking uh, the mm -hmm. situation our advisors are helping a lot uh, the initiator initiators of these projects like giving a lot of advices how to improve the project etc right. etc et so if you're ready if everything is okay with the project usually it was taking around a week but now we organized this um, urgent uh, due diligence track let's select this express track and within 24 hours we're organizing thorough due diligence for every project mm -hmm. which is Uh, which aims uh, at, at uh, solving uh, the problem. So at the moment, uh, solving the problems of displaced. So at the moment, we have, I guess, more than seven projects on the platform. By the way, uh, we had uh, very interesting cases where uh, our Bay Area, like Armenians from United States, they came together and they decided to use ReArmenia platform as a tool for their fundraiser, mm -hmm. which was... Uh, something new and uh, it went uh, very smooth i mean uh, we have that project already they have raised more than 20 or thirty thousand dollars already I, i'm not sure at the moment about the numbers but and and they're finding on one hand uh, the resources on the other hand uh, different uh, people in need are uh, having opportunity to apply through re armenia to them so i mean thanks god uh, all this Uh, you know, tool set that we were developing during these two years is working. Right. You know, uh, and the last thing about what we are doing now, what we have on the platform today, but not least at all. So it is expert community. So we were, of course, uh, in terms of fundraising, uh, things went a lot easier because. I'm from crowdfunding sphere, so we have very good friends uh, in Re Armenia who are from technological and financial spheres so uh, very fast we organized the, the best and easiest tool set for fundraising but what comes to uh, when it comes to collaboration we had really hard time there huh so we were trying to develop different tools we were trying to integrate some ideas frameworks or other tools but we we were not uh, very successful till we have developed this expert community tool so for you to understand In one quarter, we had more uh, collaboration cases, uh, matches basically among initiators and experts, uh, more than we had uh, during the whole year before this tool with all the other tools and uh, I mean, uh, test testes. Can you just explain what the tool is exactly? Yeah, so uh, actually every Armenian from uh, anywhere can register on Re Armenia platform as an expert because you know everyone has some expertise. So, and uh, what they're doing, they're giving their name, their expertise, uh, fields of interest uh, in which fields uh, they would like to see project. I mean, to help the project, and uh, the time basically. Uh, how much time do they have during a week so they can volunteer and support Armenian projects? Right after that. Uh, the expert card is being presented on the platform uh, with the button which says connect. 
And any initiative from Armenia who's looking for knowledge, experience, or network uh, among diasporas, among diasporas, so they they are just uh, hitting this button, uh, telling. Uh, very in short their story like this is what i'm doing and this is the need i mean uh, the help i need and experts already getting these emails and choosing among those uh, initiatives which one is most interesting for them uh, and uh, confirming uh, this initiative and starting this collaboration. Of course, we're organizing the moderation process uh, to uh, filter all the uh, inquiries or let's say applications that experts are getting, not uh, to sp spam them, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the, the main idea is that it's very easy first step basically to right. engage with Armenia. They're sitting in their comfort zone, in their like cities, in their, in, in, in their home, uh, sharing basically the information and knowledge that they already have. They do not have to spend uh, uh, extra time for that. Huh? So they're sharing their uh, own experience. Uh, during the time that they have specified their free time, and sharing with the projects which are selected by themselves. Right. I mean, it's not like you're giving your time or money to some organization which later will decide uh, who will be the beneficiary. So you are choosing your beneficiary. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a very easy way to share your knowledge, experience, and network with the projects um, which are solving Arme Ar Armenia's problems. Right. And, and there is second uh, very interesting benefit that uh, thanks to this process, they're getting to know uh, the people in Armenia who are basically change makers. Right. Before this, uh, usually our diaspora and Armenians are dealing with their relatives who are sitting there and asking for money and saying how bad everything is in Armenia, etc., etc. So uh, the the, the the perception about Armenia was totally different. And now, when you deal with people who are really so, like finding the problems, solving mm -hmm. the problems, who are basically developing Armenia. So you are getting a totally different understanding of Armenia right. and you're making friends uh, and then, you know, uh, involving into the projects deeper and deeper. Eventually, we, we by the way, uh, this summer we had already the first case of repatriation thanks to re-Armenian oh, process. Huh? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say that this is a great uh, environment to find, uh, I mean, where these committed doers can find each other right, right. from diaspora and from Armenia. Yeah. So on the podcast, we uh, the, the main topic that we, we discuss every week is um, the startup ecosystem, right? And throughout these last almost two years now of, of podcasts, one of the recurring themes has been that in the earlier days of Armenia's tech ecosystem, a lot of the the sort of framework that was laid upon for which later on the successful startups came to be um, was a result of really effective uh, Armenia diaspora collaboration. So initiatives like High Tech, uh, AESA, and and others um, really came together to build some of the some of the infrastructure that needed to be, including even like venture firms and stuff um, that needed to exist in order for Armenia to have startups. A message that often gets not how should I say it, like not broadcasted enough or properly to our diaspora communities is that ways to engage with Armenia don't need to only be those traditional ways that we've been taught all our lives, which is like charity or going to like some marches or rallies and stuff. But there are people in Armenia that are trying to do these really meaningful projects that contribute to the building of the of the state. And there are people with significant expertise in the diaspora that that those expertise need to be treated as a resource and utilized for 
for the development of, of Armenia. Um, and it's a shame that that's not, that hasn't been tapped into uh, as much as it could have been, I think, for over the last few decades. And so now Re-Armenia is, is one of those, those places where people can do that. Can you give us some examples of successful collaboration from the expertise sharing side? Um, yeah, not I, just I can give you a brilliant example of ourselves, basically, because, you know, uh, we were testing uh, this tool on us as well. So, for example, uh, we have a great friend. Uh, she's uh, she she don't like when we say when we say she's from Sri Lanka <laughs> because she moved to Sri Lanka, right. of course from Armenia. She she, she uh, was born here and then she uh, studied and worked in United States and then she moved uh, to Sri Lanka. Uh, so her name is Magda. She was working in IBM. He's a top uh, data analyst uh, actually, and we were thinking how to organize our data in re-Armenia because we're collecting a lot of data and during the due diligence process and then during the campaigns that the projects are running and how to collect this data, structure this data and make our decisions uh, data-driven basically to be as effective as possible. And we were looking, of course, uh, we as a non-profit uh, unfortunately do not have enough uh, funds to hire the best but then we figured out okay so we have this tool let us use this tool first and we uh, got in touch with uh, Magda and she helped us a lot I mean uh, approximately four or five months if I'm not mistaken she was working with us and remotely and and when she's in Armenia so we had this uh, meetings very productive meetings and now we are collecting all the data that we can yeah. uh, in, in the platform and every next uh, decision is made based on that data. And she continues basically, uh, let's say, mentoring us on this. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, what is important uh, in this process? Uh, we learned basically how to utilize this senior volunteer time huh? right, right. because we didn't know that as well. I mean, we didn't have this uh, experience. So how to connect with her, how to treat her feedbacks, how to, I mean, what, what's supposed to be the infrastructure of our communications and also the appreciation part is very important. The re reporting part is very important. So, you know, she always wanted to see what was the result of uh, the spent time by her, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Huh? So, uh, and as soon as we learned all these things, now we are creating the training, uh, let's say, process uh, to help with these other initiatives, yeah. uh, initiators, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, we, we see there is a great guy who can help with a great knowledge and experience. And here is a great initiative, very ent enthusiastic people here, but there is a huge difference among cultures. I mean, usually you're having these cultural clashes mm -hmm. huh, while trying to bring these people together. Uh, and then we have this disattachment, I might say, uh, because of these uh, tools. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, the way they treat each other, etc. So what we're trying to do, we're trying to gather all this information. We're organizing, by the way, deep interviews with every initiator and every expert after their collaboration, uh, you know, uh, experiences. Huh? To understand. Yes, to understand all the pros and cons and the mainly cons. I mean, mainly the problems. We want to raise the problems to find the solutions to them. And then we're sharing uh, all these uh, ideas about the solutions with the others. So every uh, next, basically, collaboration is more effective 
because we're diving deep into mm-hmm. uh, the anato- anatomy, basically, of this collaboration. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there are several uh, very successful cases already. I, I was telling about ours uh, because uh, I know this uh, from depth. Uh, yeah, anyways. And um, so... We we didn't do, by the way, any uh, marketing, I mean, any communications for this tool. Huh? And uh, organically, we had more than 150 experts already registered on the platform. We had around like 200 different uh, applications of initiatives. I, I know that about 40, 50 uh, successful collaborations we already had mm-hmm. during this time. So, and now... I mean, with this visit to United States that we will have and with all the communication campaigns that we're planning to start, we want to spread uh, like information about this tool and invite uh, all the Ar- every Armenian who is basically uh, eager to change something in Armenia, to be registered here, to find other like-minded Armenians and to start this co-creation mm-hmm. process, collaboration process mm-hmm. together. So this is mm-hmm. kind of next step uh, mm-hmm as we understand for our nation. Tell us the upcoming dates of the of your tour around the United States where you'll be presenting the platform. Ah, yes. Uh, so, so from uh, October 20th, I will be in LA uh, till the end of October 31st. And then uh, we will uh, have a couple of days in San Jose. But what are the days of the events? Uh, in events? LA, in LA, yeah. Oh, in LA, uh, we have uh, uh, in Hero House, uh, 25th of October, it will be a public event. But we decided to have this format, to have a public event, I mean, maybe 100 and 150 people, maybe not more, uh, where we will be presenting uh, three main things, uh, the situation in Armenia at the moment, uh, the Re-Armenia platform with all these tools, and some of the projects presented on Re-Armenia, which are addressing very like crucial problems uh, regarding 100,000 plus uh, displaced Armenians uh, today. And after that, we will have this uh, Q&A session where basically our attendees can ask any question, even not regarding with uh, with the presentation that we have presented. Right after that, we are planning to have these follow-up meetings with the people who are kind of committed doers and they want to start doing something like register as an expert to support any project, to fund any project or to find uh, some people in Armenia uh, because a lot of diasporans have uh, their own ideas what we should do here, but they do not have hands here, you mm-hmm. know, to, or, to, to realize those ideas. So they might uh, need uh, some experts and partners in Armenia. So we're helping them with this as well. So. Uh, and then uh, in in the same hero house, uh, guys are providing us with uh, the conference room. So during all these days, we will have that room for private, uh, yeah, for private meetings, uh, up to five six people at a time. And also, can, we can have like one on one meetings where we will be already talking the real uh, job, basically, or or we will be talking about uh, the real actions that we will be taking together uh, to have this impact. So the same format we will be uh, keeping for other cities. We will be in uh, San Jose, uh, San Francisco, Las Vegas, uh, and then East Coast, uh, Boston, New York, Washington, D.C. And also right now we're talking about uh, Detroit. uh, So maybe we will be in Michigan as well. Uh, But uh, these six cities that I have uh, mentioned are uh, for sure already. Mm -hmm. By the way, we're... we're, uh, 
sharing uh, the itinerary. So if you don't mind, maybe we can share this, our sure. itinerary through your network as well. For sure, yeah. Yeah. We'll put the link and people in those cities should, uh, uh-huh, should make an uh-huh. effort to, to, yeah. go, to We go have this registration link and you're uh, while registering, you're saying in which city you want to attend and we're sending the agendas and the dates mm-hmm. uh, for those cities. Fantastic. My last question, Gilbert. Um A couple months ago, actually maybe longer now, I was at one of your talks and you said something interesting. You said before, so you've started a number of really successful businesses in the tech space mostly with like large valuations and things. And you said that back then you thought that by doing that, you would solve a lot of problems for Armenia. And then you came to a realization that that wasn't enough. Can you expand on that a little bit and say what you what you think the tech community should instead be, or maybe not instead, but in addition to that, be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be focused on to making actual meaningful change for the state? Yes, the idea was that we were thinking of creating a big uh, multi-billion dollar company which will be affecting Armenian uh, economic, I mean, uh, um, economy overall yeah. in Armenia. And also we will uh, have effect on uh, other fields as well. But during the war, we understood that there are a lot of like very big companies starting from, I don't know, Pixar with their $2 billion valuation, a service titan like 15, 16 billion at that time. You know, I mean... Um, this uh, solo learn crisp etc uh, etc et with several hundred our our startup uh, i mean our company uh, several like 40 million uh, dollars of valuation approximately uh, our group of companies it's etc etc et so but we had what we had during the war and we were thinking okay so imagine that there is another 1 billion dollar company or whatever so it wouldn't make any change and why because these entities, and not only these, are working like divided. They are mm. not bringing their knowledge, experience, networks, funds uh, together. And we do not have this multi- multiplying effect, this, um, you know what I'm saying? Like we, a catalyst. We, yeah. yeah, the catalyst. We do not have that. So we understood that this is the problem. I mean, there are a lot of companies out there, a lot of entities. And what we need to do, we need to bring them together. Not to create another one, but to bring the existing entities together. Huh? And that's why we started uh, Rearmenia, basically. Truly saying, within Rearmenia, we, we started another startup. <laughs> 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 but we, of, of course, the success of this one uh, will be covering all the expenses of Rearmenia. This is one of the directions that we have taken for uh, Rearmenia's self-sustainability. So what is this? The technology of Rearmenia. The white label. Yeah, yeah, this is a great technology. Yeah. It turned out that <laughs> a lot of people want to use yeah. this under their brands, in, I mean, uh, in around the world. Huh? So we, we already have two paying customers Fantastic. for this. So we are providing Rearmenia's uh, technology as a white label solution uh, to very different companies who want to run their own platform of uh, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, collaboration, or crowd investments. If, if you are, doesn't matter, for, for example, you're a university and you want to have your own platform to bring your community there, to raise funds from your alumni for your uh, endowment funds, or you want to uh, give opportunity to your students to raise funds for their projects on your own platform, or you want to have this expert community uh, from your you know, alumni and, uh, and like uh, uh, mentors, uh, coaches, etc., etc. So you want to do all these things under your brand, on your own platform, mm-hmm. but... You do not have enough technological, you know, 
uh, capacities, huh? mm-hmm. especially this is about mid-level universities, let's right. say like this, right. uh, like second, third, tier universities. Uh, and what you do here, you're just paying license fee monthly. It's like uh, around $3,000, which is basically salary of one uh, mid-level programmer, actually. Mm-hmm. Huh? And you are having a technological partner with very sophisticated like platform and That's very proven. agile and let's say modular mo- mo- yeah. yeah it is modular yeah. and it can be tailor made to uh, to your uh, like needs uh, and yeah. uh, you know problems so this is a great opportunity for this kind of mm-hmm. uh, companies uh, first of course we we didn't want to go there because you know we have our mission which says rearmenia i mean we empower and unite Armenians to become a caring and collaborative community. Yeah? So this is our mission. And uh, when you're selling your product uh, to US, to Brazil or to Europe, for example, I mean, you're kind of going out mm-hmm. from your mission. And then we found a solution. So we uh, find uh, we found a partner who's basically responsible for marketing, sales and customer support. And the only thing which we are doing here providing. is providing the technology. And uh, we have this great uh, way of working with programmers so we have this task-based management system and we don't even uh, like utilize our own team of five people who are working on rearmenia uh, for uh, like uh, servicing new partners or mm-hmm. new new clients here mm-hmm. right. so this is a great thing i mean our uh, entrepreneurial mindset basically helped a lot to, to solve the issue uh, yeah, yeah to package our technology as a product and to sell this. uh, And also, you know, our big vision was uh, to help the humanity to become collaborative versus competitive. Not only Armenians, I mean, this is our primary goal to bring Armenians together to help them in this, I mean, to create effective collaboration framework and effective collaboration tool set for Armenians. But also we want to share this with with the rest of the world, you know, and this is an opportunity for that. Yeah, and and, and you were asking about Artsakh, just a couple of words. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I moved to Artsakh last summer, but the thing is, the problem is that I came back for three days. Yeah, uh, I remember. Yeah. A day before uh, blockade started, yeah. you know, and my I mean, car is there. The home, a lot of things uh, basically left there because the car uh, which, which I was using were, was very small one, and I'm and I was coming to take my whole family of nine people yeah. to Artsakh so we can we can celebrate like New Year together, and and that was kind uh, one of the devastating parts of this whole story. I mean, th- of course. Uh, we lost, not lost, but temporarily, let's say, how lost a lot more. Uh, but when you uh, zoom in uh, to the personal stories of everybody who were attached mm-hmm. or you know connected somehow with Artsakh, there are a lot of uh, small and medium dramas uh, which are basically changing uh, the psychological situation of the nation overall. You know. By the way, uh, when when I was speaking about the projects which are addressing uh, crucial problems, uh, one of those projects is uh, psychological aid uh, Mm -hmm. for these 100,000 displaced people. And this is a very important thing. I mean, all of us right now have to work uh, like hard on this uh, integration process. I mean, we, we do not... Uh, allowed basically to fail this integration process of these 100,000 Armenians in Republic of Armenia. Because, you know, uh, the risk of having another 
uh, you know, portion of migration is very big. Yeah. We truly saying, uh, all of us, first of all, me, for example, how we have failed uh, the first wave coming from Iraq and the second from Syria and the third from Lib- Lebanon and even the fourth from Russia and Ukraine. And now we're about... Even before that, Baku. And uh, yeah, 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 that, that yeah. was e- even er- earlier. But And we're about to fail the fifth one, which was which will be like a huge shame for all of us. So a massive what loss, I, what yeah. the message I wanted to, um, I mean, deliver with this that I would love to see every Armenian like laser focused on this problem to do whatever we can to organize this uh, happy, effective life of every Armenian from Artsakh in Republic of Armenia. Yeah. So this integration problem is the number one problem that we have today and and we have to solve it together yeah i i completely agree and we need serious leadership both at the, both at the state level but also from industries and and people with influence in the country to to really yes yeah, state really initiate can't it. handle that yeah. just you know i mean because it's uh, at the end of the day integration into society revolve involves society's buying yes so yes I, exactly I yeah. exactly um Gilbert, thank you so much for for being with us i wish you a successful trip to the u.s I hope you get a lot of new export experts onboarded, and I hope Re-Armenia's mission uh, continues. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you very, very much for having me.